Well, hey everyone, welcome to Valley Creek Church. Let's all give each other a big welcome. From wherever you're joining us from, we love having you. So we are in a series called The Ripple Effect, that what Jesus sets in motion stays in motion. That when Jesus entered the scene, it was like a giant boulder being thrown into a lake. And the greatest ripple that the world had ever seen of grace and life and forgiveness and love was released. And those ripples are still washing over us today. And what I want to do is just narrow the focus of that concept a little bit more to our lives. To this, that what Jesus sets in motion in us will ripple out from us. That what Jesus sets in motion in you will ripple out from you. That encounters lead to encounters. When we encounter Jesus, it will lead to us encountering someone else. Because Jesus didn't limit this to himself. He put his spirit inside of us. He gave us keys to the kingdom of heaven. He designed us for relationship and for family. Our lives are constantly intersecting. So that as the ripples of Jesus come in, the ripples of Jesus can go out. The problem is that we struggle to believe that. Like we struggle to believe that we're actually encountering Jesus. We struggle to believe that we've got anything to offer someone else. Struggle to believe that anybody would want anything that we've got to offer in the first place because we've all experienced some disappointments and frustrations. We, we've, we've hurt people. We've been hurt by people. And so we struggle to believe that we're actually encountering Jesus and that those ripples are coming and we can send those ripples out. We, we can find ourselves kind of just frozen in a place of disbelief, fear and disbelief. Like, I was, I was a pretty adventuresome kid, but uh, you could probably maybe identify, like the first time you got on a diving board, maybe not the same amount of adventure, you know, like, and you, you know how to swim, you got the floaties on, there's a lifeguard there, but, but still find yourself like frozen in disbelief that, man, I can actually do it. I can jump in, it's gonna be okay. The things are gonna be all right. We can find ourselves in that same place. And you'll be happy to know last year I finally did jump off the diving board. So I got, I got past that. <laughs> but we've talked a lot this last year about repenting. That repenting simply means to change our thinking. To just change our thinking. And so hopefully today, my goal is that I can encourage us to all change our thinking in this area. That we're going to look at an encounter Jesus has with someone in John chapter 9. That I think in many ways a lot of us will, will be able to identify with that will change our thinking about our encounters with Jesus and the ripples that are coming in and the ripples that can go out. And so if you brought your Bible, why don't you go ahead and turn with me to John chapter 9. And we're going to go through a chunk of this chapter together. And so we'll start in verse 1. So you can read along with me. In verse 1 it says, As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who'd been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? Let's just stop right there and say, like, how sad is that? That, like, that's where the disciples' minds go to, the absolute worst. That's the repenting that I'm talking about, like the change in our thinking that needs to happen, because that is not life-giving. That is not a ripple of Jesus that was happening there for them to think that way. And that was like, that was after eight chapters of them being with him. Like, they're still thinking like that. But how many times do we do the same thing? Our minds immediately go to the worst. And we assume the worst about someone, or we assume the worst about a situation, or we even assume the worst about ourselves. But if you look at Jesus' response, it's totally different. And you see the first ripple begin 
In verse 3, Jesus says, It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. That is what changed thinking looks like. That is what believing in the redemptive potential of humanity looks like. And that is how Jesus sends his ripples into our lives. Not through eyes of what we've done wrong, but through his eyes of what he has done right. And it's out of that posture and that place of grace and love that then Jesus releases a ripple of power into this man's life. And we see him do exactly what we think he would do. He smears a spitball on his face. Like, (laughs) seriously. If you look in verse six, it says, then Jesus spit on the ground and he made mud with the saliva and he spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. Like, I just love Jesus' creativity. That's like some of the stuff he does, he just does it to shoot holes in like uppity religious people's formal (laughs) methods that he knows like I could, yeah, I could be eloquent, you know, just put my hand out and say these, you know, profound things. But no, I'm just going to spit in the dirt and smear a mud ball on his face. It's just gross. (laughs) And then in verse seven, Jesus says, Jesus told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and he washed and he came back seen. You know, I think some of our steps with Jesus are, are tough. They take a lot of faith, a lot of obedience. I don't think this was one of those. I think it was really easy for him to like, yeah, I'll go and wash. Got it. Yeah, no problem. I mean, he was blind, but he could still hear. Like hearing Jesus spit, and then, you know, so he's like, no way that just happened. <laughs> yeah. All right. Got it. Jesus, I'll go and wash. You got it. But then you see him when he comes back. The ripples already begin to happen. Verses 8. Through 11, he says, his neighbors and others who knew him as the blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, no, it just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, yes, I am the same one. And they asked him, who healed you? What happened? And he told them, the man they called Jesus, he made mud and he spread it over my eyes. He left out the spit part. And he told me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. And so I went and I washed and now I can see. Immediately after he encounters Jesus, it leads to encounters with others. And then they just continue. Because then they take him to the Pharisees and another ripple begins. Verse 13 says, Then they took the man who'd been blind to the Pharisees, because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. And the Pharisees asked the man all about it. So he told them, He put mud over my eyes, and when I washed it away, I could see. And some of the Pharisees said, This man Jesus is not from God, for he is working on the Sabbath. And others said, but how could an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? And so there was deep division of opinion among them. You see, Jesus is always the dividing line. And the ripples of Jesus will always point back to the source of the ripples. But ripples will force people to a decision point because it forces them to acknowledge Jesus' direct involvement in our lives. And so here the Pharisees, they're, they're, they're just struggling with this. They're kind of dumbfounded with this. And, and they, they can't to, come to a place to an agreement. And so they go get the guy's parents. And another ripple is released. So verse 18 says, The Jewish leaders still refused to believe the man had been blind and could now see. So they called in his parents. And they asked them, Is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he now see? And his parents replied, We know this is our son and that he was born blind. But we don't know how he can see or who healed him. Ask him. He's old enough to speak for himself. (laughs) So the poor Pharisees, they get another ripple. They bring the man back again. And it's one of my favorite exchanges in the Bible with the Pharisees. So verse 24. So for the second time, they call in the man who'd been blind 
and told him, now God should get the glory for this because we know this man, Jesus, is a sinner. And he says, I don't know whether he's a sinner, but I know this. I was blind and now I can see. And as my kids would say, burn. Like, <laughs> you got nothing. There's no comeback to that. I was blind and I can see. That's it. And then in verse 35, it comes full circle and you see another impact or another encounter with Jesus. Jesus encounters the man again. It says, Jesus says to him, do you believe in the son of God? And he answered and he said, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, you have both seen him and it is he who is talking with you. And then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. So all this began with an encounter with Jesus. A ripple from Jesus that led to him rippling to others. He encountered Jesus and then it led to a ripple with the disciples and then with the Pharisees and with his neighbors and with his parents. He encountered Jesus once and he received physical sight and the ripples were released. He encountered Jesus again and he received spiritual sight. And I can only imagine the ripples that were released that second time around. And out of this encounter, there's three things that I want to pull out of this for us that, again, I just, I feel like it could encourage us and build our faith about the ripple effect that is happening in our lives. And the first thing is this, that you are encountering Jesus. You are encountering Jesus. Because you may be sitting here right now and you're thinking, you know what? You're like, yeah, this guy encountered Jesus, but, but nothing like that's ever happened for me. Well, let me tell you, you are encountering Jesus. You just may not be aware of it. I mean, this guy was blind. He had no clue he was encountering Jesus. He didn't know who Jesus was, but it didn't stop the encounter from happening. It didn't stop the ripple of Jesus in him. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above. And so if you take a moment and you just look around at the good things in your life, just look around at your relationships, look at your abilities, Look at the provision. Look at the healing. Look at the freedom. Look at the health. All ripples of Jesus into your life. The fact that you are here, you're encountering Jesus right now. Just the fact that you are here. And this is a year of getting rooted in Jesus. And that's happening in your life. You just may not be aware of it. Because it's probably not coming how you expected it or where you expected it. Like, let me tell you a story about a family here that, that encountered Jesus and they didn't expect to in that time and place. And so mom and dad and their son. And, and so they came to the pathway. And the pathway is something we have here at Valley Creek that just to help you find out more about Valley Creek and to help you take some next steps here with Valley Creek Church. And so they came um, not expecting to encounter Jesus. They probably came mostly just like expecting some information and some clarity. And so they come in step one. And the son, Finn, he encounters Jesus in step one. And just he hears Jesus clearly speaking to him and asking him, you need to come follow me in obedience. Your next step is a step of baptism. And so Finn's like, he comes out, he's like, okay, I'm doing it. The ripple of Jesus hit him. He said, Jesus, I'm going to follow you in baptism. And then he releases a ripple into his dad. Next week at step two, same thing. His dad has an encounter with Jesus. The ripple hits him. And he says, you know what, man, I, I need to start following Jesus in obedience. And he's like, you know what, my next step is to be baptized. And then really this is a ripple into the mom. And so they come to step three, and then in step four, the mom has the same encounter with Jesus. And it's just, you know what, Jesus is rippling to me, and I need to follow him. 
I need to follow him in baptism. So the son and then to the dad and then to the mom. And that's how Jesus, like Jesus isn't content with just one. He wants the whole family in the family. Proverbs 16, 9 says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So Jesus is always leading our steps to him and with him. So maybe you just take a moment and just think, like where have I encountered Jesus? Where are the ripples of Jesus coming into my life? And realize he's all around you. He's constantly sending ripples into your life. And maybe it's in the message when you come to a service and you encounter him in the message. Or maybe it's in worship. Maybe it's in your godly relationships when you get together with him. Maybe it's in your personal time when you're engaging with the scripture and prayer. Maybe it's been through a provision in an area of need that you are encountering Jesus. And all those are good places, but what about the rough places? What about the hurt and the pain and the struggle? Because we encounter him there too. And that really starts to lead me to the second area that I wanted to talk with you about. It's this, that your story matters. Your story matters. So there's two verses early on in this passage that I skipped that I want to go back to. Like you remember the disciples really horrible response of like, you know, judging why this guy was blind. And Jesus responds to them in verse three and he tells them, it was not because of your sins or his sins or his parents' sins. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. And we must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. You see, your story matters because your story is about Jesus. It's God's glory in your life. The ripples of Jesus matter because they're, they're coming in you and they're gonna ripple out from you. So your story has specific purpose, not to display you, but to display Jesus. John 20, 21, Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. So as a follower of Jesus, while you are still in this world, you are a light. You are a light to others. You are the ripple of Jesus into their life. And what's great is like, no one, no one likes the, the perfect guy story. That's what I was talking about when I said encountering Jesus in the, in the rough places and the, the hurt or the pain and the shame. Like people are not encouraged or inspired by your perfect life. They're inspired when they find out that you're not perfect, but a perfect Jesus loves you anyways. That's what they're inspired by. So your story doesn't have to be pretty. And in fact, it's better if it's not. I mean, like this guy, I mean, he's born blind He's a beggar. People are judging him for why he's this way. He meets Jesus and he smears a spitball on his face. People don't believe his story. I mean, his story is a mess, but it's beautiful. And we're still being impacted by it 2,000 years later. His messy, broken story matters because it's releasing the ripples of Jesus and that's something that people are drawn to. And so you may think your story is a mess, that it has no value, that it's broken. But because of Jesus, your story is perfect and it is priceless. Amen. Like, let me tell you another story about Margie. So Margie was invited to Valley Creek by Karen. And, and Karen had invited her because of the, the healing and restoration that Karen had experienced in her own life. And so she's sending out this ripple after ripple after ripple into Margie's life because they were friends and she knew things were not great that their marriage was struggling, 
that that was impacting their family. And so things were not pretty. They weren't perfect. They were hurting and they were messy. And Marjorie responded to that invitation and came. And they didn't come because they had it all together. They came because they were messy and they were hurting. And it was there that they encountered Jesus. It was there in that hurt and in that pain that they encountered the grace and the love and the forgiveness of Jesus and those ripples washing over their family. And last year, the very people that had been inviting them got to baptize them. And then they got to in turn then baptize their three daughters. And now Margie's marriage is in the best place that it's ever been. And they are getting rooted in Jesus and they are flourishing in life. And the same ripples that have been coming into Margie, now they are releasing out. She's now been inviting a friend who her own marriage was struggling and who then started coming and now is serving alongside of her. And they're experiencing the same life and restoration within their family. 2 Corinthians 1.4 says, He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. And when they are troubled, we'll be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Your story, your encounter, your ripple with Jesus, it isn't something to hide. It isn't something to be ashamed of. It's something to glorify Jesus with. It's something to give hope to others of the very reason that we need the ripples of Jesus is because we need them, not because we have it all together. So don't think there's something wrong with you. Think of what is right with him. Your story is his story. Your ripples are about Jesus. And so you are encountering Jesus. Your story does matter. And the third thing is this, that you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have it all figured out. That's good to know. Eh? You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know all the theology. You don't have to understand it. Just tell your story about Jesus. Just share what you have received. Because remember how far off the disciples were at the beginning. I mean, after eight chapters with Jesus, they're totally getting it wrong. They don't have it figured out. And then this poor guy, I mean, he doesn't have a clue. In verse 12, he, he, he doesn't know where Jesus is. In verse 17, he's guessing maybe Jesus is a prophet. In verse 25, he has no explanation for what and how things have happened. He doesn't have it figured out. He doesn't understand what's happened, but that didn't stop the ripples of Jesus from coming in. And it didn't stop the ripples of Jesus from going out. And don't be discouraged if people don't believe you, if they don't accept it. Because people's lack of receptivity had no impact on the reality of what happened. He was still healed. He could still see. He was still encountering Jesus. So let me say that again. People's lack of receptivity has no impact on the reality of what has happened. The ripples of Jesus are still coming in and the ripples of Jesus are still going out. So let me tell you a story about Kimberly. So we recently just had Re. Last month we had Re. This is a three-day encounter with Jesus here at Valley Creek. It goes 24 hours a day for three days, and every night there's a service that we end it with. And at one of the evening services, Kimberly's praying for the healing of somebody else. And as she's praying for her, all of a sudden everything goes blurry. Now the thing is that Kimberly wears glasses. And so she pulls her glasses down, and everything's clear. She puts them back up, everything's blurry. Pulls them down, it's clear. Puts them up, it's blurry. 
And she realizes a ripple of Jesus has just hit her and has healed her sight. While she's praying for someone else, the ripple of Jesus hits her and heals her sight. She doesn't understand how it happened. She doesn't have it all figured out. She can't explain it, but it didn't stop it from happening. And then it didn't stop the ripples from going out. Because later that night, she's at a prayer station. She's at one of the re-encounter prayer stations. And she's talking with a woman there. And she asked the woman, hey, is there anything that you need healing for? Jesus just healed my eyes. Like, she's not wearing her glasses at all. And the woman says, well, actually, I have, very, I have chronic back pain. 24-7, my back hurts. Scrimmage's so like, well, let's pray for it. And so she starts to pray for the healing over the woman's back. And said, the woman said her back instantly started to get hot. And then... Boom, the pain was gone. It didn't just lessen. It didn't slowly fade away. It was gone as the ripple of Jesus went through her. And then Kimberly's like, well, let's not stop there. Is there anything else? Like anything? And the woman says, well, actually, I have a constant pain in my ear as well. And so they start praying for her ear. You know what happens? Her ear falls off. And so, hey, right, still there. Yeah, it would be. No, her ear is immediately healed. Like the pain leaves her ear. And they could not explain it. They didn't understand it. They didn't have it all figured out. But the ripples of Jesus came in and the ripples of Jesus went out. Let me tell you about Ryan. So Ryan grew up in a home with a single mom and, and church was never part of their lives, never went to church. And after he got married, they would go to church off and on, but still really wasn't part of their life. And, and after they had their first daughter, uh, she had to have surgery on her back. And so they took her daughter uh, in for surgery, and before the surgeon did the surgery, he prayed over their daughter. And Ryan said in that moment, like, just, just something hit him. Just a, a peace and an assurance hit him. And he had no clue what it was. He didn't know that the surgeon had just released a ripple of Jesus into him. He'd never experienced anything like that. He didn't understand it. He didn't have it figured out. But it happened nonetheless. And then fast forward a few years later, their, their daughter goes to hub camp. And she's at hub camp and she makes a, a friend there and they just like instant best friends. And so she comes home from hub camp and says, guess what, mom and dad, we're going to church every week now. And so they start coming to church every single week. And these students are basically through the lives of these students are sending wave after wave, ripple after ripple into their parents' lives, into their dad's life. And Ryan just begins to encounter the grace and the love and the life of Jesus. And he's like, you know, what? I'm in. And he starts following Jesus and then he takes his next step of, of baptism and then he steps into serving. And now he's on the hub worship team. And now he's sending ripples out in the lives of the students that were the very ones that were rippling back over him. And then just recently, he goes to the hospital to pray for a friend who's had a heart attack. When even back when it started for him in the hospital, and he had no clue what happened or how to explain it. It didn't stop that ripple from coming in. And now it has not stopped those ripples from going out. So you don't have to have it all figured out. <laughs> So hopefully we've had our faith increased a bit. Hopefully our thinking is beginning to change in this area about encountering Jesus, that you are encountering him, that your stories do matter and that you don't have to have it all figured out. But now what? Like what do you do with that? I just have one thing. Make some waves. Go make some waves. And we're really big at, on identity here at Valley Creek Church. Because we know that identity precedes activity. Who you are will determine what you do. And so I got a new identity statement for you. You are a wave maker. You are 
a wave maker. Jesus is the greatest wave maker that ever walked the earth. And as he is, so you are. You are a wave maker. You were not created to be silent and sit on the shore. You were not created to watch life pass you by. You were created to make waves that reveal Jesus to the world around you. But what has happened is we've let the world lie to us and we've settled. We've settled to just be a rock that just kind of skips by. Let me just sail past people, make as few ripples as possible. But I'm telling you, (laughs) you may not like it, you may not realize it, you may not believe it, but your life was destined to reveal Jesus. It is your destiny to make waves that reveal Jesus. And so if you're believing this, like if you're grabbing onto this a little bit, like, okay, I, I get it. Like, I believe it. Like, then here, like, don't go cannonballing into people's lives. Like, don't be, flip their ravs over. Don't go, don't be the street preacher. Go get on your soapbox and just yelling at people. And, and don't be a, a Bible whipper, you know, just whip people with all your scripture, you know. And, and don't, don't be the problem solver. Like, I got one, two, three to fix your marriage. And one, two, three to fix your kids. And one, two, three to fix your finances. Like, just make gracious waves, peaceful waves. Beautiful ways. It's like, how do I do that? And just take things one step further. That's it. Just one step further. Like if somebody asks you, how you doing? Instead of just saying, I'm good. Tell them why you're good. Take it one step further. Just tell them what Jesus is doing for you. Tell them about a ripple that Jesus has sent into your life. And then maybe just one step further. Don't just tell them, maybe show them. The ripples that Jesus has sent into you, show them by releasing that ripple out to them. It's like, you guys, you remember show and tell? Show and tell at school, you ever do show and tell? Show and tell was the best. Yeah, it was awesome. But, you know, the best part of show and tell was not the tell. It was the show. It was just kind of like, hey, hey, hurry up. I don't care what you have to say. I just want to see it. We just see it. You know, imagine if a kid, if all he ever did was tell. Like, man, don't let him up anymore. We don't want to hear about stuff. We want to see stuff. But we're honest, like, we're really good at telling. We'll put the fish on our car. We'll put Bible verses on social media. We'll wear a Christian t-shirt. We're really good at telling, but we are not called to just tell. We're called to show. 1 John 3.18 says, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Just think about it. What if all Jesus ever did was talk? He said, I've come to give sight to the blind and walks right by the blind people. He says, I've come to heal the sick. And he walks right by everybody with disease. So I've come to bring peace. And he never calmed any storm. He didn't come to just talk. He came to show. It's 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. The world is tired of people just telling. They're ready for people to start showing. Like showing the ripple of Jesus. Showing kindness. Showing forgiveness, showing grace, showing love, showing acceptance, showing power, showing Jesus. So how about forget random acts of kindness? How about intentional acts of kindness? Like, let's be that church, a church of intentional acts of kindness, sending out the ripples of Jesus. Like I said, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be a big deal. Like, there was a guy recently, like you, you've seen those rooted in Jesus journals we have. They're really cool. If you don't have one, they're awesome. I mean, it's just a really great tool to start engaging the scripture. And, and so uh, there's a guy that he's just so overwhelmed with the generosity of Jesus into his life that after one of the services, he goes to the info center. 
He buys every single journalist left and says, just give these to everybody who comes out of the next service and leaves. He didn't care about the recognition. He didn't want it. Just the ripples of Jesus had been coming into him and he couldn't help but release the ripple out. Or there's a guy named Joe at Valley Creek that he's probably the, the greatest way maker around here because he's always looking for the person that he can send a ripple of life into. He looks for the person that's alone and he goes to them and he just engages with them. Asks them questions. See if there's anything that he can do. And he doesn't just limit that to church. He literally does it everywhere in his life. When he's at the store, when he goes to eat, when he's just hanging out, he does it at work. I mean, everywhere he is, he looks for people to send ripples of grace into. Because if you think that, like, man, it really doesn't matter. I can't really make a difference. Just remember this. When the tiniest pebble still sends ripples in the biggest ocean. The tiniest pebble will still send ripples in the biggest ocean. You do matter. You can make a difference because all the people around you, they matter and you can make a difference for them. So let me close with this. Just kind of think about this question. What has Jesus set in motion in you? What has he set in motion in you to ripple out from you. Like for this man, he had sight set in motion in him, and now he could help others see Jesus. But if you have received kindness, you've got kindness to share. If you have received hope, you've got hope to share. If you have received a family and life, you've got family and a life to share. If you've received forgiveness, you've got forgiveness to share. If you've received healing, you've got healing to share. You are encountering Jesus. And those encounters, those stories, they matter because they're meant to be rippled out to those around you. An encounter with Jesus will always lead you to an encounter with others. And so would you close your eyes with me? Let me ask you, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you right now? Since one thing the Holy Spirit is, is saying, he's just, he's affirming. He's affirming you of, of how valuable you are. That every ripple from Jesus has been so intentional that Jesus has been sending ripple after ripple into your life because of how much he loves you. Maybe the Holy Spirit right now, is, he's revealing all those people around your life that are not there by chance. They're there for you to release the ripples of Jesus to. For you to go making waves. And so Jesus, I just invite you right now to raise our faith about what you are doing in our lives. That we would have eyes to see everything that you are sending into us. And we would have the faith to receive it. But then Jesus, we would have the love to release it that we would be filled with love for those around us. And so that as everything comes in, we are excited to send it out and reveal you to this world around us. Jesus, I believe this year of getting rooted in you is gonna be one of the best years we've ever experienced in our life. And I just welcome you to send wave after wave of yourself over this church and may wave after wave go out. We love you, Jesus. We pray it all in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.